Okay, so Abigail, thank you so much for joining and agreeing to do this Wealth Aid Spotlight. So, I mean, let's just get straight into it. Can you just tell me a little bit about your background? Like where you're from, things like that. Thanks for having me. Um, can you go a little bit deeper into background? So, what part of me do you want to know about? Because there's a lot. I mean, I guess just tell me about um, where you're from, like how you kind of got to where you are now, kind of like your career timeline, trajectory, what your goals are, in the future things. Like yeah, cool. So um, originally, mum and dad from Ghana, um, and but I was born here. Me and my sisters were born here, so I've got four sisters, three sisters even. Um, we're all born here. Um, grew up in southeast London in Deptford. And um, fortunately, my mum moved me and my little sister, well, managed to move me and my sister to Dartford so that I could go to like a better school because um, I was a bit of a nutty girl, as they want to say. So being in Deptford at the time probably wouldn't have been the best environment for me. And I'd say that was like one of the best decisions. Like I'm so thankful because my mum sacrificed a lot. Um, that her moving me to Dartford and me being able to go to the school, like, because uh, I went to Dartford Grammar School, was allowing me to get to where I am now. I truly believe if she didn't, I wouldn't be here because of, like, you know, certain, like, being from certain kind of background, obviously we're from our, our stats to be in these in this industry is, like, quite low anyway, but then even yeah. being from a... Um, it's another part of you know a, a lower background it's just like it's even it's even a mess so to have a school like Dartford Grammar which was kind of well respected I guess um yeah. on my CV or even being able to go to a grammar school do you know what I mean because there's not many around this area because I'm currently in Dartford right now but um there aren't many in this area so it allowed me to go to a good school get that good education and unfortunately or slash Fortunately, be around white people that had connections or know that you know you got to get to uni next, so you need to be doing all of this kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, went to Dartford Grammar School, did the international baccalaureate, um, and then went to University of Nottingham where I studied finance, accounting, and uh, management. Hated my course. Um, I chose it purely for the monetary side of things. I all I knew yeah was that I needed to go. Not coming from like a rich background, I knew that I had to go into study something that's going to give me money and I feel like a lot of people can kind of relate um I enjoy like theatre studies like drama that is me to a T but if I'm being realistic studying that is not going to give me any money right and so I was trying to be strategic in what I did course almost killed me um but we're here um that was it was really testing because I had no interest in finance accounting and management at all and so what I did was I actually used yeah so I can't lie to you First year I got like a third. Second year I got a two-two. First year I got a first to pull up to pull my average up to a two-one yeah. because it's not it's not a joke. Do you know what I mean? Um, I had yeah. friends that dropped off the course as well. We were doing three courses in one. Like who does that? Unless you actually enjoy it. Um, and so what I did actually in uni was use um, my time in uni to build my connections um, and get experience because I knew that I didn't like my course. So that's when I started like trying to um, attend events and like be part of societies whether it was like ACS so I had something to put on my CV so I was treasurer of the African Caribbean Society was getting involved in um, sports and was finding um, opportunities so I did an internship in my first year of university um, at a global fundraising um, company and that focused on private equity and I was able to do that for six weeks um, 
And so anything that I could do to kind of boost experience wise was what I was focusing on. If it was any kind of networking event the day with my business card, I had my business cards already because again, if I had failed my degree, which was, you know, was um, then I needed to have something to kind of like, you know, fall back on. Um, and I also started Equip um, because, uh, well, Equip, which I think is one of the questions, so we'll get on to that as well. But I started that in university because also, I wanted to be a teacher. Um, I really believe in just like helping people. I love I love helping people. I love talking to people. And so being a teacher was one of the things that I'd considered, but again, doesn't pay well as well, right? So starting Equip um, allowed me to get connections in that industry as well and actually work with schools as well to deliver like certain bits that I am passionate about. Again, should, you know, I fail my degree, hopefully I've got something. <laughs> so it's all about laying the foundations because I knew that the degree was too hard. Um, and then I did the second, I did an internship at Blackrock in my second year of uni. And actually, I didn't really know about any of these asset management. Um, can you hear me, by the way? Yeah. Um, I didn't know about um, any of these like spring weeks or like uh, internships that people were doing, yeah. Um, which, yeah, it seems a problem. Like, because, you know, you go to school, these white people are like, yeah, I've got work yeah, experience yeah. here. At yeah. You know, I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm going to be doing. Nepotism <laughs> is real. So, as long as I can stay in this industry, I'll get as many people as working as I can because we need yeah. it. But um, I remember, so I found out about um, BlackRock because they were doing some some founder scholarship thing. And I was like, oh, okay, you can get money for being black. So I applied with no intention of actually, I applied on the deadline day, which is, um, I don't know oh, wow. if I that. <laughs> um, and then I went through the interview. No, it's not it's not right you know because I think I, I I made so this is another thing as well for me I made five um internship applications in my second year um and I got three out of my five offers um I don't recommend that to most people but because <laughs> yeah, I know people are doing a lot of um applications but um so I did JP Barclays um Blackrock uh, teach first because I want to be a teacher I can't remember the last place um but I got uh, Blackrock Barclays and teach first and it was at that moment that I was like right okay I need to choose where I want to go Barclays yes I can see from my windows across the road in Canary Wharf but is it really gonna put me give me the money that I need that I came to die for this course that I need to you know what I mean and so I decided to go with Blackrock because I can be a teacher at any time but I can't get black to BlackRock at any time, right? That's the largest yeah. asset management firm in the world. If they're going to take me as a grad, let, let me get in there. Do you know what I mean? And so I did that, um, was successful on that internship. I interned in um, the institutional DB team. So looking at defined benefit pension funds and strategic ones. So pension funds over 2 billion. Um, so I was it's a sales team. I did that, got the offer um and then graduated in 2018 and I think getting that offer was kind of what motivated me to be like okay you need to bang on first class this year because it's not like I'm, I'm yeah. dumb, you know? I mean, I have no interest yeah. so it's like it can really, if I put my mind to it I can do it um so yeah banged third year got my offer um and then yeah I started um Black Crook in 2018 in our institutional DB team and then I moved to the institutional DC team and now I'm currently in our digital distribution team um, working with fintechs and the D2C platforms so like the not York at Wolf 8 clearly yeah. and like um, uh, how do you sign down interactive investor those are my clients now um, I also um, l- last year became a qualified masseuse so I went to school on the weekends oh, wow. to learn how to because I love well-being um, and I love 
um I love that kind of stuff right and so I thought let me go and like add to my roster of skills um yeah. and then coronavirus hit so have you started doing the have you started doing massages yet no um not yet no so I've been, okay yes slash no so I've been doing them on like my friends just so so I don't forget how to yeah. do anything but I haven't launched yet because I need to make sure that we're not going to go back into another panoramic and I felt like if I had launched it wouldn't have been successful do you know what I mean so all in good yeah. time in the sense that we yeah, can keep the momentum going so yeah um it was my exam was on April the 14th and my last um school session was April the no it was March the 22nd slash 23rd we got an email on the 23rd that year in line with government guidelines don't come in for your for your revision session we'll let you know if the exam's going ahead it wasn't ended up having to take my exam in July only got my certificate in October 2020 so yes yeah. that was a long bit about my background I apologize yeah you know no, it's actually fine because you actually spoke about interest finance and wealth I feel like we've I feel like we've done like the first like three questions. I oh, mean, no, I didn't. So, what's about <laughs> your interest in finance and wealth? What do you love doing outside of work? There you go. <laughs> there we go. Yes, I'll just cut it all up. It's fine. Um, so, um, I mean, obviously, you've mentioned your masseuse theatre. Is there anything else you love doing outside of work? Or yeah, um, I love netball. That's another thing that Corona messed up. So even at work at BlackRock, we had a netball team that we joined the league. Um, so I'll be doing that um, twice a week. Um, I also love music. So I like singing. Like I do sing. And I screenwrite as well, which has been a bit crappy because work has been so busy. But yeah, um, screenwriting is something that I like to do. Amazing. And yeah, one of my best friends is actually a screenwriter as well. Oh, I might be coming to you when I'm... No, I'm yeah. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, she's always looking for people to have to work with. Um, so really? let's get into finances. So what is your attitude, number four? So what's your attitude to savings and investments and how do you manage your finances? I mean, just for background, I feel like it's just something I don't, I never really thought about. Like I started working, like investing is just something I never really thought about. Saving, my mom would then, when I maybe got to like, 18 where she where I would like have no money and she'd be like how did that happen and I'm just like eh. she's like no you need to save but like yeah how did what's your attitude to that and how did you like start managing your finances how do you manage it now yeah so again um I hate using this phrase but coming from not uh from a, a poor background whether like or not like parents immigrants from Ghana like no money right so there wasn't really an attitude to saving because mum's working free jobs so that like we can just get by do you know what I mean so this whole idea of like savings and investment wasn't even things that I thought of about when I got my first job it was like okay cool I'm getting this job so that I can alleviate some of the burden from my mum or I can get some of the stuff that I want that I know that she can't afford for me so it was never about like you know savings and investments and it just so happened and I think this is like just all God. I just literally feel like um, in my role, obviously studying finance, accounting, investment, and invest, what did I study again? Finance, accounting, and management. <laughs> yeah, no interest in it, but you have, you start learning about, so I'm learning about financial markets. The more, I also did um, high-level econ at um, uh, IB, just because I like making money. I, like, I also like making money because, yeah. you know, you want to know how to make money so you don't just be in the same situation that, like, that your mum was in, do you know what I mean? So, 
Um, my attitudes for savings really started coming into when I graduated and when I found out like what I was going to be earning was in line with what I kind of wanted. I was like, okay, cool. If I'm making this kind of money, I'm saving because I've got this goal. So that's when I started being like, I have the ability to save. And I think that's one thing that we missed in this, in especially in our community as well. It's like, we don't have the ability to save. And actually it's not just our community. It's in the UK in general. Like most of us, what well, I can't remember the stat, it's like a good percentage of people live paycheck to paycheck. You have to be in a comfortable position to even think about saving. And that's just not where a lot of people are um and then investments is another different thing because that's something that's been you know reserved for the elite so to speak you know you've got advice for example has been closed off to many people so traditionally you know 90 percent of the market can't get access to advice because it's a bloody expensive and then on top of that you need to have like minimum 100k whatnot to be who's getting that apart from slave owners slave, slave owners money yeah. that's the only kind of people that kind of money in this UK so again it's not afforded to our kind of community so yeah so I guess to answer the question which is what's your attitude to saving and investments now um I have a very strong attitude for saving and investments because of what I do for my job so luckily back in the pension showed me that like there's a massive pension gap especially for us as millennials and then let's take it further as black people and then let's take it further as women sorry as women and then as black people like you know there's so many layers so many layers that are stopping us from even getting anywhere so I'm like okay cool now like I have my attitude to this has, has to be turned on and I will share that with whoever I can um in my immediate circle and and beyond that um and to answer the last part of the question on how I manage my finances um I have a budget spreadsheet um which I use less of just because I know my outgoings I know what my in, in, income is and what my outgoings are and then also um using apps like um Wealthate for example those kind of um robo advisor platforms that invest you in simple I sound like I'm doing a sales pitch here because it is use multi-asset portfolios or multi-solutions that give me like long-term exposure to the market while it's giving me that downside protection because I know I'm not going to touch my pot for like 10 years and I don't don't plan to so um I hope that answered the question yeah cool amazing so I mean for you know this May is supposedly mental health mental health awareness month um so we're deciding to focus on you know financial well-being because it's actually I think even one of the most important parts because finances are the main thing that kind of affect people's mental health, stress, all the kind of things. So what does financial well-being mean to you? And like, do you have any advice or tips to anyone who's trying to to improve their financial well-being? Yeah. So you make a good point. Don't be telling me to do mindfulness if I can't pay my bills to eat. I'm exactly. not, how can I be mindful when my bed is rumbling? Are you all right? Honestly. So you're absolutely right. Um, that financial element of um, mental well, mental well-being and just well-being in general is the driver. Like you see most of the problems in this world are in the let's keep let me not be dramatic. In the UK it comes down to you know lack of funds. You see divorce rate. Why are people getting divorced? Finance is a yeah. big part of it. Do you know what I mean? So it really is. I I personally believe that it's the foundation to having um, like a good overall mental well-being. That's a very um, idealistic thing for me to say, though, because the reality of it is, is that like not a lot of us are in a position to even start thinking about financial well-being. Do you know what I mean? So financial, what financial well-being means to me, I feel like I don't even know how I can, I can even answer that question because it's like 
I really I'm feel, I feel like it's like I don't know how to describe it because financial well-being to me means like is mental well-being do you know what I mean it's, yeah. it's all of it but I'm saying this from a place of privilege because I'm now in a position where I'm able to have financial well-being right so if there's tips for um, someone who's trying to improve their financial well-being I can't tell someone to get a higher salary because that's just not how it works but yeah. that that's how you fix financial yeah. well-being do you know what I mean like there's so many layers but what to about it. Little- you- yeah are there little things you think like like I guess I don't know like if someone has a lot of debt like I guess and some advice could be like you know just start paying it off so at least you know you started like even though yes. it's, you feel like it's a weight over your head but like once you start and just keep going eventually you'll get there and it will be clear that was one of the and um, the next points I was going to make in that just a small thing that people could be doing okay can you hear me okay by the way yes um some of the small things that I think people could be doing is just like it all starts with your mindset and so your attitude to certain things, right? If you haven't been exposed to saving or investing or anything around financial literacy or whatever, why do you even feel like you need to think about it? So the first step is like, if you're trying to improve your financial well-being, you actually can need to understand what you're doing. And that starts with kind of educating yourself. So understanding, so like using apps like Wealth8, that will allow you, you know, you've got your hub where you can kind of learn about everything. It's that kind yeah. of stuff because it starts with changing mindset you can't tell somebody that's sat on like how many bits of debt to start paying it off because they have never seen the value or understand the importance of doing that so reading and really wanting to take control of your financial literacy because most of us weren't taught it is like the first um step that I think we can all take and I've still got I've got loads to learn as well in terms of like um financial literacy because we just weren't taught it and it's just not something that's in our community and it's only by working here that I've been exposed but there's still so much more that I should be um I could be reading about and I am trying to another one as well is like okay cool if you've done your reading the next thing is trying to start getting into saving habits that will become better saving habits when you are in a position where you've got a higher salary and so what I mean by that is like cool um if I had known what I knew now when I had my first job so my first job was in McDonald's um they gave me like four pound 31 an hour when I look back at that was child labor but yeah, so my first job was in McDonald's. If I could save a little bit, even if it's just putting aside two, three pounds a paycheck aside, yeah, that is better than nothing because it's down the power of compounding, which I know we touched on in the welfare demo as well. Do you know what I mean? So starting small, just put something aside. Do you know what I mean? Because in five years' time, like by the time I'm 21, that three pound would have turned into, mm, mm, yeah. do you get what I mean? And I think sometimes people get bogged down in the fact that like, oh, look, I need like, I need a bag. I need this. I need that. You don't, you know, you just need to get into start building these habits. And it doesn't matter how small, get over the fear of it. Just put it aside. And just I know, like, obviously, you made the point earlier that not a lot of people have the luxury of saving. But I genuinely believe I and please feel free to disagree. But I genuinely believe that. If you're disciplined enough and you want to do something, you can start those habits. Whether it means, oh my God, I don't want to sound like the finance tool or whatever, but whether it means like you're not going to be going out here, you need to compromise here for the future, that's what needs to be done. I did it as well. Like, this is yeah. how like, I get to get my There's certain things that I'm going to have to sacrifice because, look, if you don't come from a place of wealth, you don't come from this richness, you're going to have to make sacrifices for the future. And I think that's the, like the stark reality of it is, is if you're not ready to make those, like get into those little habits, um, then you can't expect to have 
that kind of financial well-being because you we haven't even done the foundations and the basics yet yeah I completely agree and I think also like you know in our community it's very like you know do it for the gram like everyone wants to see you flex all that but I guess <laughs> that's not the reason it's like Instagram versus reality like what's actually real like don't go for, don't don't follow these influencers thinking you're like that like you know the materialism, and this is another thing in our community, like, look, someone will tell me that I hate the black community. I don't. I'm just realistic about some of the stuff that are in our community. I think the emphasis that we place on material things as well, but that stems back to, like, you know, back home, do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's, like, expectation. It's a community thing as well that we need to really, like, kind of get over because it's like now you've now gone to spend this to stunt on the ground because you've seen the influencer doing it, but it's like this actually could have gone into something else that would benefit you. And obviously everyone's got their own priorities in it. So, you know, if that's what you want to yeah. do, that's what you want to yeah. do. Um, but in the context of like, you know, financial well-being, and this is kind of, it's all cha- starts with changing your mindset and building those little habits. And yeah, I'm going right back to that. <laughs> I, I hate everyone. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so almost to the end. Um, so tell, tell me about Equip actually. Uh, it sounds really cool. Um, just what was your motivation to start and why do you think it's like important for the community you serve? I think when I looked it up, I saw do you only um target like focus on the West Midlands community or are you like all around? Is that are you specific to that? Yeah. So there's been some evolution with that. So yeah, it started off with um East and West Midlands. So let me take a step back. So Equip aims to equip young BME students with the necessary um, skills to thrive in university and in the workplace and the whole motivation and idea for starting that was because I did some mentoring in um, Nottingham Uni um, just like with a partner school and it really showed me like how like in London yeah yes we as the black community or BAME community so to speak we are not privileged at all but when you get into the Midlands like they're even more far removed because at least in London we're in the city do you know what I mean we're in the hub where where it's popping so whether we like it or not it's an honest truth there are more opportunities for us in London you now go to West and East Midlands and they are so far removed and I was like raw okay well like I've been able to like thankfully my mum's been able to give me get me out of that certain um area I need to do something that can kind of like connect West Midlands with certain like opportunities or skill sets that they might not even be getting or privy to and stuff that I wasn't either um and it just so happened that because I was in Nottingham um I reached out to like five different schools we ended up doing um equip um, running the equip workshops and then um, I did it again um, with Into University so I partnered with Into University who are um, a social enterprise that kind of aims to do the same thing but they are across London and everywhere so this is where the evolution comes in so um, when I started BlackRock and this is in true, true transparency it was a lot bro. it was a lot and so being able to do that and equip at the same time I had to really ask myself like am I doing this like, what am I really doing a quit for? What was it for? Like, for clout for myself? Or was it because I actually wanted to help the people that I was, um, well, like, give back to my community? And it was actually giving back to my community. So I made the decision to join with Into University to deliver 
sessions through them. So it took off some of the workload rather than it now being like focused on me and I'm doing this and whatnot. Because I feel like as well, this might be a bit controversial, there's enough of us that have like some sort of complex where it's like, you know, they're working in these law firms and they want to start doing up certain things that target certain communities, but it's only to boost yeah. their career. I ain't trying to do that. I actually wanted to like give back. And so I don't mind not being like the name, whatever, if it means I can still deliver the sessions in a way and I'm still making an impact. So I deliver the sessions with Inter University and also um, I delivered their career and focus sessions as well, which is um, similar to what Equip does, but has is, has a younger age focus and it's like year nine students. Um, and then I also partner with um, Dan Cop, um, D-A-N-C-O-P, and um, I deliver their um, BAME sessions as well. So it's all about, it's now turned into like collaboration um, as opposed to like me being the face and being the forefront. And I even need to renew the website domain. Can you imagine? They sent me an email. Like, Great. That's so cool. So like, what do you, what, what's, what's, what's next? Sort of clip? Like what's in the pipeline? Like what are you working on at the moment? Sorry. And what's what's next what's next for equip are you trying to expand like into like partner with more universities or things like that so right now the plan is to do as much as I can with into university on their um with the students and schools that they work with um just because I feel like I don't want to get too hung up in hung up on creating okay, this is going to sound bad, but there's loads of these kind of organisations, right? So why not join forces? And me, by joining forces with Institute University, I've now got access to a wider pool of um, students. By partnering with Dancop, I have a wider pool of of students. But I also, with Dancop, um, this is like kind of training people who um, work with BAME students as well. Like, I think, so like I'm now even working with, adults as well do you know what I mean so it's it's more about expanding it that way and allowing my expertise and what equipped workshops do through that way rather than trying to be like no I'm going to go find this on my own or whatever it's just it's counterproductive yeah it's amazing that and just think like the impact you'll have on these organizations themselves and how they actually deal with black students and stuff will probably be like a huge benefit for like all the students they work with exactly so last question okay sorry sorry it's okay I was just gonna say uh okay yeah so on the last question um yeah you guys you guys just come out of lockdown I mean I'm in Nigeria we've been we've been out of lockdown for like ages I know I'm just I saw this question I wanted to make sure I threw that in there I know you guys have been living your life but the thing is the the downside is that like we our COVID is is probably like my almost as bad but like our government doesn't care um unfortunately but like yeah what's what have you have been looking forward to doing like what looking forward to going when like we can finally be free i am looking forward to getting on a plane and stepping off and feeling that young spanish sun hit me on the screen oh my god my face oh my god Because it's been too long and like, so 2019, I went to Brazil, I went to Italy I can't, and I went to one other place and I was like, yes, 2020, cool, I'm back on my travel game. Right. So we were, I was supposed to even go to China, January 2020, sorry, May 2020, I put my ticket January 2020 because my friend was doing an internship in China 
and I was going to go. And next thing you know, I'm seeing Wuhan bats and also, I had to cancel that ticket ASAP. Definitely got a refund. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to put China back on my travel bucket list. I don't know if I'm allowed to see that. But I'd rather yeah. not for now. <laughs> Me too. Um, but on my list is um, is South America. So I want to go to Colombia because we were going to do a South America tour. Like after Brazil. Oh my God, I need to see more. I really want to go to South America. America. Yeah. That's lovely. Well. Um, listen, South America. Fantastic. <laughs> Yeah. Amazing. So thank you so much, Abigail. Yes, that was-